Hello, the internet, and welcome to season 202, episode 2 of Dirt Daily Zeitgeist, the production of iHeartRadio. This is a podcast where we take a deep dive into America's shared consciousness. It's Tuesday, September 14th, 2021. My name is Jack O'Brien, a.k.a. Take me down to the Zeitgeist City, get the damn vaccine so you don't feel shitty. Oh, won't you please just stay home? Yeah, yeah. Uh, that is courtesy of Rob Cunningham. And I'm thrilled to be joined, as always, by my co-host, Mr. Miles Gray. Yes, he, over the weekend, just got a Margaritaville blender machine. So you know his, your boy had to change his name to Jimmy Puffett. It's the one and only Miles Gray. Thank you so much. Uh, thank you so much to Her Majesty who got me a margarita blending machine that I didn't ask for, but mm. I didn't realize I needed this whole time. Yeah. Are you so? It, what's special about a Margaritaville blending machine? Is it just a blender that's like really good? And uh, well, this one, yeah, she kind of went ridiculous with it. This one, you could get three blenders popping off at once. It has three fucking like <laughs> ports. So if I wanted to say, oh, y'all want a red, white, and blue daiquiri, I can hit wow. one thing, the ice starts grinding. It's like automated and shit. The whole time, though, I can only use one of them because I'm too overwhelmed to try and like use multiple things at once. And really, I've just been making like frozen lemonade. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> I'm just like, yo, this I can have this whenever I want now. Well, yeah. And I feel like I'm fucking 14 and I have like a slushy machine. The, the cocktails will come in due time. But first, I must pretend that I have my own slurpee machine. I do like that you uh, are still professing your allegiance to uh, weed, even like lest weed get nervous about you getting yeah, this just blender. So you know. You're like, whoa, you know, I'm still Don't Jimmy worry. Puffett. Daddy's still daddy. You know, <laughs> this daddy just shaved his mustache. I know it's freaky because you're not used to seeing me without the mustache, but it's still me. Yep, had to let him know. Well, Miles, we are thrilled to be joined once again by one of the funniest writers and comedians out here doing it. Uh, you've seen her on Conan, on Take My Wife. You've seen her opening for everyone, from Maria Bamford and Hannibal Burris to Gladys Knight and Earth, Wind, and Fire. She's written for Netflix's History of Swear Words and a local periodical called The New Yorker. Uh, mm. Welcome back to the show, the hilarious and talented Maggie May! What's up? Welcome. Hey, glad to be hey. back. Thank you for having me. Oh, it's always a pleasure. Always a pleasure to have Trilly Wonka in their infinite wisdom on <laughs> the show. And how did you get the nickname Trilly Wonka on this show? Because I love candy. Yeah. Huge candy fan. I've always got candy on me. And I'm trill as fuck, so. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. I mean, that what's, part's self-explanatory. What's the best candy, Maggie? Gummies. Gummies are the best candy. And if you want to go a little deeper, oh. the best gummies out right now are uh -huh. the Haribo Ooh. Star Mix. Not the Fantastic Mix. The Star Mix is better than that. Wow. Wait, what's the... I only know Haribo is making gummy bears because I'm ignorant. So what's Star Mix? Like, it's they make star-shaped gummies? No, the original Star Mix just had, like, all the candy that they made just, like, together. So you get the frogs, you get the bears, you get the... Oh, got it. Yeah, this one has, like, the twin snakes, which are great. It has the bears. It has the, the little round belts. And that just, okay. for some reason, like, a round gummy candy is, like, it, it checks boxes for me for some reason. Wow. Are those peach? Are the round belt ones peach? The peach flavored ones? 
Uh, I don't think so. There's okay. some like yellow and red, and then there's like green and red. Okay. Wow. I didn't, were you yeah. saying all these things so casually? Like, yeah, it has like the double snakes. It has other one. I was like, are we still talking about candy? Are these like <laughs> yeah, yeah. poker moves? <laughs> Whenever people uh, are like, what can you talk about for like 20 minutes with no uh, no prompting how, or no warning? It's candy. <laughs> I can talk about how candy am for I, an hour. I'm like, I'm having trouble accepting that I knew. This is the first time I've heard of the double snake and I'm looking at it in this bag picture of Star Mix. And I'm like, where the, f- where was I or where wasn't I? That I didn't know about any of this stuff. Yeah. But I guess, Twin Snakes you know. came out maybe seven, eight years ago. Mm. But oh, right. It was the 9 11 Memorial Candy. Right? <laughs> That's right. The Twin Snakes. Yeah. <laughs> Honor the fun with these kind of edgy. <laughs> kind of edgy. You know, right. comparing the towers to some snakes. Yeah. But, uh... <laughs> like, huh. but hey. Okay. I mean, people love them. They taste great. Yeah. So let, let's go. What, uh, what do you have on deck right now? Do you have the Star Mix on deck? Right now, uh, I, I'm a little bit dry. The only candy I have is candy that I'm going to give as a gift to uh, my manager. Mm-hmm. I curated mm. a little gift thing of candy for her. But mm. I did eat the Haribo ginger lemons. And I, I'm going to mm. replace them. But right. in the meantime, I was Out like, of I'm not the gift box. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, I'm not going to see okay. her in a week and I'll have time to go back and get, you know. That's, that's my favorite move is buying some shit for someone else and you're sitting on it and you're like, Fucking, I'm a, I'll get another yeah. one. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Like, exactly. That's my move with <laughs> Halloween candy. I always go through a couple bags before uh, Halloween night, you know, just to, oh, like, wow. oh, I better test these. Are they still good? Yeah. Make sure there's not razor blades in them. <laughs> you yeah. got to. I, I do it for the kids. <laughs> not little ones that suddenly appear when you've digested it. I'm not talking about the <laughs> obvious <laughs> one. Right. Bite into them. right. Make I sure I can pass all. these candies yeah. safely. Thank you. All right, Maggie, we're going to get to know you a little bit better in a moment. First, we're going to tell our listeners a few of the things we're talking about. We're going to talk about what the Capitol Police are getting in exchange for their uh, performance on January 6th. We're going to talk about the upcoming rally in favor of the political prisoners from that day. We're going to talk about a tech bro and a Harvard geneticist who are teaming up to play God and bring back the woolly mammoth. We're going to talk about Bill Cosby. Uh, We're going to talk about a food mashup that's kind of both on brand for the conversation we've already been having and just a atrocity. We're going to talk about Bill Cosby's comeback and just what you can do with all the news of any Bill Cosby comeback. All of that, plenty more. But first, Maggie, we like to ask our guest, what is something from your search history? Okay, uh, so yesterday I searched... How long does it take to preheat an oven? Mm. Because mm. I was trying to make some brownies with, I don't like eggs, so I bought just egg, egg substitute. Mm. And it makes cakes really good, but every time I make brownies, they end up undercooked and burnt at the same time. So I was like, am I not preheating the oven correctly? And mm. so I found out I needed to keep it on for like 15, 20 minutes instead of like as long as it takes to mix the batter. <laughs> And, uh, as long as you can wait. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, but the brownies still turned out uh, wet. Mm. I poured ah. them out and I left them out to to dry Think overnight. about what they've done. <laughs> I, I think I'm just going to frisbee it into the night. Right. <laughs> like art at this point. I mean, you know what, what never I... turns out uh, dry and wet at the same time? When, when you're in the mood for a sweet treat? Candy. Candy bars. 
Oh, you see, wow. yeah. Just say, yeah. Look at you. Look at I shouldn't you. have tried to be a hero. I should have just got a Snickers. <laughs> Another thing I learned about brownie mix is that the egg is purely for us. Like they can replicate the egg in the mix part, but they just found that people feel better about having made the brownies at home out of oh, the by mix. By putting the egg in it? By putting the egg in. Like wow. they had it, there was just the batter and then they tested it with batter and egg and they found that like, Letting people crack an egg and put it in there with mix uh, just made people feel better. So it makes oh, it feel like they're shit. actually cooking. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I, mean, like, I don't need that. I don't need that hand. Like, I don't have guilt over I making know. box I feel brownies. like that's a past generation. I feel like they need to re-examine that, re-test kitchen that idea, because I don't think our generation gives a fuck. Wait, no. So you said you don't like eggs? Like, are you having... You just don't like handling eggs. You have an allergy. You know if something mm. has egg in it. Like what? I, my my, I, that brain my attention doesn't let me do it because I read a comic mm. once where they were like, eggs aren't. Uh, I never really like. I was never a huge fan of them. And then I read the comic mm. that was like, oh, eggs aren't baby chick. They're a chicken's period. And after that, I was just like, nope. <laughs> Gross. I I feel like that might have oh, been a, a talking point abandoned by the egg industry where because because mm-hmm. like I do feel like a, part of me at one point was like, these are baby chicks. I feel bad about scrambling. No, you're fine. You're fine. Just, no, 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 no. It's like period. period. Don't worry about it. They <laughs> were, were going to get rid of it. Anyways. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Scrambled period. Yeah. Isn't that yummy? Which one would so you rather have? It's like, <laughs> no. What? Wait, this was a comic strip you read? Yeah. It's like a little four four panel thing that was on Facebook and actually my neighbor, not my neighbor, my roommate at the time posted it up kind of a, Oh, this is so funny and so cute. Right. right? And I was like, and you still eat this? Like, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. Changing I love though that it's <laughs> the power of just that perspective shift brought you to goopy brownies. Mm. You know what I mean? Like uh, that's yeah. the, that wrote is I like, you know, that's why I asked the question. Mm. And I would try the brownies like these ones, like the ones that were burned. I was like, whatever, I'll have a spoonful of it because I'm not going to get salmonella. Whereas if I got wet brownies with an egg in it. Mm-hmm. Rolling the eggs. Yeah. yeah, sure. No, that's just like a chocolate omelet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, say less, Maggie. Sign me up. <laughs> a raw chocolate omelet. Yeah. <laughs> oh, like an over easy Come on, honey, I made chocolate. your favorite. Could I get that oh, uh, chocolate omelet rare? Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> what was it like spending the night with him? Well, the next morning he made us raw chocolate omelets. Like, what the, what fuck? the Girl, fuck is that? For your life. <laughs> what is something you think is overrated? Okay, the, the Cinderella, the idea of the Cinderella story is overrated. And mm-hmm. I, I saw the new, or I didn't see it, but I see that like Cabela Cameo has one coming out and this is nothing against her but i feel like cinderella and a lot of fairy tales in general could have been way shorter if cps was just involved immediately (laughs) 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 your stepmom's mean and so are your stepsisters call cps and then you know the question your father they have you sleeping where (laughs) and And wait, and what do they do all day while you're doing this? Okay. <laughs> and your only yeah, friends like are have... rats? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's not good. Honey, we okay. We're, say less. We're coming at you. 
Like they got you out here sweeping the whole house with a broom with six little sticks out of it. Okay, we'll right. we're putting you in a home with somebody. That's, not, that's a prank broom. They're not even letting you do real cleaning. <laughs> right. Oh my god, they're that's gaslighting so you. <laughs> oh man, yeah. I mean, what is it? Just it's all those stories are just meant to help people be like, yeah, man. If you just stay silent during the shittiest parts of your life maybe some fucking glass shoe will fit you (laughs) yeah and that's it you mean to tell me nobody else like nobody else had a seven and a half in the whole damn right right right. what size shoe was it that it was so different was it like a size four in which case why is the prince going around trying to find somebody with a size four that's a child right okay Mm. or is this a size Mm. 15 like right and that's and then you know I'm like there's no question about this. I mean, we only know one one person with the 15. Right. Size I 15. mean, that would have been progressive. Yeah. That would have been great. The but we know it's not that she has the biggest feet because we've seen the her stepsisters try and oh, get yeah, their feet in, in there, there. Mm-hmm. and just like, you know, crushing their crushing their feet. That's like, what rise into a thimble. Yeah. Right. And in my mind, I feel like a bunch of like white ladies who were opting into this sweepstakes where if your shoe, if your foot fit in a glass shoe to become the princess, one of these motherfuckers would sue after Cinderella won. They're like, well, hold on. What yeah. size is she? Yeah. Right. Because I put right. that shoe on, too, because I think this is rigged. Yeah. And then we'd get to the bottom. Then we'd have justice. You'd have a lot The shoe kind of fit. You got to give me that shit. That kind of yeah right. <laughs> I mean, it's lookist, obviously, that the mean people are unattractive, and the only virtuous person is like the, their virtue just radiates outwards. It's also kind of I feel like propaganda for the makeover, like beauty industry, because she is unrecognizable to the prince <laughs> after right. she like gets after she is no longer like has her glow up he's just like i don't know all i got is this shoe <laughs> literally i'm going to be shocked if you are the woman who i'm supposed to be in love with <laughs> uh, yeah not enough has been asked of him yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Mm. He, i mean does he have face blindness maybe i'd understand but yeah, that was a that was a killer one two punch of uh, Disney movies with you know Snow White and then Cinderella, both of which were basically invented an entire universe where your beauty was totally like it, not only did it affect how people treated you, it was like whether you were a good person or not, mm-hmm. and right. they would murder you if you were prettier <laughs> than the queen. Anyways, you haven't seen the new Cinderella story. No. Yeah. But there's like a thousand, like they keep remaking it, you know? I know. That's what's so, the state of development in film and television is so absurd because it's just like, well, what IP is public domain at this point? Okay. We'll get a, so it's luckily Disney doesn't own that so we can do it. And then we'll blow all our money in doing covers of modern <laughs> songs like why is what does rhythm nation have to do with cinderella uh-huh i don't yeah. know i don't care to know Mm-mm. it's also weird that it has been co-opted by like every sports like a underdog story is called a cinderella story they're like does the shoe fit for this cinderella as they're like going into the like final four or whatever right it's right, just right. like that's 
that isn't really even like a good metaphor for like no. somebody coming from behind or like do unexpectedly, <laughs> right. like doing That's better than expected. Either like, right. What they're yeah. saying is like the rest of the Bengals kicked this guy's ass. Now let's see if he can catch something. <laughs> right. <laughs> exactly. He's out here cleaning the locker room, and right. right. We let exactly. him play. <laughs> Yeah. Now, is this equipment manager the new wide receiver that's right. going to start? That would be a Cinderella story. Yeah. Uh, Not, yeah. Are these professional athletes who were, I guess, performing at a lower level than the highest performers, <laughs> are they Cinderella? Hmm. Will the carriage so. turn back into a pumpkin? We find out tonight. It's like, what the? F okay. Yeah. Maybe it's just that that's the only movie that any sports person, like, only, like, the of the all the fairy tales there's like two that they can reliably have seen and so they just right and you feel like sports like men's sports is so toxic anyway that they would have found another thing to say rather than like oh man this gonzaga team real cinderella story with these right. virile <laughs> young men like yeah. that they would want something like Oh, reminds you of the parable of the little shell that turned into the monster that ate the evildoers <laughs> right, right. before your eyes like but there aren't any like Disney fairy tales about like beating your girlfriend and getting away with it. Right. No. Not yeah. that we can not, not that we can tell. That's not yeah. one. Not overtly. Yeah. yeah. What is something you think is underrated, Maggie? Late night fast food drive throughs. Mm -hmm. Last night mm -hmm. after a show, Danielle Perez and I went trying to find some just some drive through fast food place. And it's like this world is like opening back up and like L.A. restaurants never did stay open for, like, super long. So these are kind of important. We went to, like, two different drive throughs that were closed. And it's like, excuse me, sir. What? Like, we are in the middle of, we're hungry in a pandemic. Like, what are y'all doing? Yeah. Like, this is a necessary. I feel like late night fast food drive throughs are a necessary cog in the late night yeah, situation. Yeah, exactly. This is why these are all essential uh, jobs. You know right. what I mean? Right. Like everything that is like to keep us sustained, give us sustenance, whatever, grocery store, fast food, things like that. We we need that. Yeah. We need to we need to exalt these people because at the same time, I, I there's so many times when you're left with like the, the only option you do have is possibly some kind of fast food or a gas station to have yeah. done before. And you don't want to make that you don't want to make that 1 a.m. dinner at a gas station. Yeah. It's not good. I mean, sometimes you just like, oh, man, I haven't eaten since lunch and I got to drive back to like wherever I live. Let me just have a little something, a little nosh while I'm driving mm -hmm. just to kind of, you know, keep my wits about me. And so I'm yep. not like, you know, hungry and tired. And it's that kind of thing. Who came through? Who came through for you after you you did that that search? Jack in the Box came through. Yeah. Hey. Jack in the Box came through. I will say, though, I am mad at Jack in the Box. Let me say this, too. Uh, yeah. A bunch Hold on. Of Let me give you the floor for this. Mm -hmm. Thank you. A bunch of different fast food eateries have taken away their French fry and uh, squeezy cheese kind of situation. And that's another underrated thing. Jack in the Box got rid of their potato wedges. Taco oh, Bell yeah. keeps fucking around and taking their nacho fries back. And when they bring mm -hmm. them back, they bring them back for a little more expensive. And it's not a huge deal, but don't think I didn't notice Taco Bell yeah. that that's what y'all mm -hmm. are doing. And it's right. like, cheese fries are so good, clearly. Yeah. So someone needs to have a consistent cheese fry on their menu. That's all I'm saying about it. Yeah, that's... 
That's Everywhere it, that's else all. you have to go, it's, yeah, it's like Shake Shack, but then they're not open late, and that's like, oh, you know, that's like that's like that's a spend, you know. But yeah. you want to have, cause oh, remember when uh, McDonald's did it for a second though? No, they had cheesy bacon fries. It was like oh, an yeah. experimental oh, yeah. thing. Yeah, and then they they took it from us. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I, I love. Uh, that's usually like that. It's funny that you say that because that's when in my mind I go, oh, I'm not giving a fuck about what I'm eating today. It's I usually go for some kind of cheese fry conglomeration uh, that is not good yeah. for them, but it doesn't feel it like nice. fries it feels more like oh i'm having a meal there's cheese yeah because they're because i need a fork yeah yeah <laughs> suddenly the context is different and mm. this might have nutrients <laughs> there's so many <laughs> <laughs> it's a fork i mean shit I, mm. <laughs> There's so many wild things happening with the supply chain. If anybody knows why the uh, cheesy fries keep going away, let us know. Because, yeah, that's not unacceptable. We're probably just in a minority, you know, unfortunately. It's, it's probably always money, you know. Right, that's, right. That, but who doesn't like answer. cheesy fries? Right. Who's like, I mean, oh, yeah, these fries are good enough as is. I'm glad there's no good cheese on them. Yeah. Nobody on this podcast, I'll tell uh, you that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> We got look. We got enough of America's problems to deal with in this show, so <laughs> stay focused. I mean, uh, all right, let's take a quick break, and we'll come back and talk about some lesser problems. And we're back, and all right. So the Capitol Police are getting dealt with for their work on January 6th. We saw both sides. We saw the heroics of the police officer, you know, distracting the crowd and, like, leading them into uh, where he had had backup, Uh, just, like, hypnotizing them into following him as he continued to, like, fall back. So great work by him. We also saw dudes just, fucking taking selfies with the insurrectionists. Mm-hmm. So it's time that uh, we hear something from, like, what, Some what's happening with these guys? Yeah. Something. So they had, a you know, an investigation. And right now, again, I don't know what all the details are of the, in the or what, what was revealed in this investigation. But based on what I'm reading, it sounds like very light slaps on the wrist, possibly for the worst offenders within the Capitol Police Force. Uh, so the disciplinary actions include three for conduct unbecoming and one, uh, one each for failure to comply with directives, improper remarks and improper dissemination of information. No names or other details were released. And it's not immediately clear whether all the disciplinary actions involve different officers or who it was and what is the actual discipline that they would face. No charges, nothing that I guess arrived to the point of like criminal behavior. But again, like you're saying, when you see what happened that day and you're juxtaposing the black officer who, you know, was again, sold uh, by himself trying to save the Senate chamber and someone else who was like, oh yeah, this is all good, man. Let's flick it up. Oh yeah, put this on your Facebook. I'm officer. J- yeah, yeah, cool, cool, cool. You, you start to think like, what what is happening? Because we saw how light the sentences have been for the actual people that have been arrested for like breaking and entering the Capitol and things like that. And so, yeah, you know, just for those of us who look at it like, I think, are we doing the slow boil into autocracy fascism? Like, you know, these are the kind of moments where you try and make an example or not, you know, at least apply the law equally. 
right. which is a concept that is fairly foreign in this country. Yeah. And there's a big rally planned for this Saturday from a group, basically the same groups that, you know, staged the insurrection. They are currently calling the people who were arrested and given those late slaps on the wrist political prisoners, oh even God. though most of them aren't even in, <laughs> in prison. And... You know, they don't have as much vocal, explicit support from like Josh Hawley and like Louis Gomer, but they're being silent, the like actual Republican leadership. And they're also still backing the the big lie that Biden lost the election. So, yeah, I feel like they we're we're heading in a direction where we've seen what happens in response to a storming of the Capitol, like a actual just all out attack on democratic uh, institutions, like a physical attack. And the the message is pretty clear. I, I And I feel like probably well received from the people who staged that first attack, you know, right. That like this is there's going to be a double standard. They're on standby. Yeah. All the language that they use, too, is just to keep their uh, outrage justified. And seemingly normal, because if they're they live in a world where every election is being stolen and things like that, then they you know, you can see how fired up these people get. And I honestly I feel like you see it more. It's it's the rhetoric. It's more and more intense every couple months. It goes from people being like in disbelief to now people making really weird threats like, you know, I don't know what's going to happen. I know some good. I know some good people that might have to do some bad things. And yeah, who said that? That was at a school a school board hearing. Yeah, Jesus Christ. Someone else, I forget who, was like, "The time for bloodshed may come," and I was like, right. "Oh yeah." Hmm? I mean, yeah. There's definitely like moments where you you'll have politicians like dance, like do the thing where like, "God, well, I certainly hope that we don't come to a point where blood will be spilled over this." deservedly and with complete justification because they stole the election. Like, they, but, like I mean, I don't know. I would, it but I'm way. hoping that doesn't happen. Right. You know, and yeah, it's, it's, it's uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm at a loss. I mean, we'll see what happens with the, the house commission that's looking into things. And obviously they're going to have a more holistic view of what's happening. But at the end of the day, like the message is, I don't know, man, like you can pull some wild shit. And if you're, if you're on the side of, the right people, they're not going to give a fuck. You can yeah. you can get away with house arrest and fuck it. We'll even give you kale when you're in prison because mm. you'll say your shaman beliefs preclude you from eating bologna in Gen Pop with everyone else. I think he just got uh, sentenced to four years. Yeah. Which is shaman. not yeah. a lot. Right. No. And again, that's why I'm like, who where are the people like, you know, like officers ended up taking their own lives as a result of like the how traumatic that whole experience was. There's just when you look at the whole picture, it's just really hard to think. I'm like, at what point is someone like at what point are they signaling this is never going to go down again? Or if it right. does like you, OK, you better be built for doing a fucking 30 year stretch on your head. But I don't right. know if you are. And so everything just seems to be like. Yeah, if you get out of it, you could you can just kind of say no, no, no the whole time. And then maybe there'll be enough outrage that your sentence gets gets dumbed down. Yeah. Because, yeah, after hearing the one judge really openly be like, I'm a little bit curious as to why these sentences like these what the DOJ is bringing is so like light considering what we saw. But 
I think this is just goes back to a bigger thing is like, we don't know how to, we don't, Americans don't know how to check themselves ever. Mm. Right. Mm-mm. Yeah. The Democrats are, you know, they even, even still they're in the business of like kind of keeping things business as usual, even. Yeah. And you can't well, really yeah. have things business as usual when there's a fucking insurrection that like where people attacked the fucking Capitol building yeah. Yeah. to try to prevent the, you know, the uh, moving forward of democracy. <laughs> the uh, what's the word? Uh, the democracy. Right, right. yeah well they got like parents who like signed up their kids to a better school district to get like 10 years you know right Mm -hmm. right and it's like i could bust up into a capitol building and just start acting a fool and i only get four or i get like a house arrest like yeah i'm on probation for two years and i can't use the internet (laughs) and it's like really well Allow me to walk you down the sentencing uh, <laughs> disparities that exist within this country because mm-hmm. that's a whole. You want to talk about political prisoners? Yeah. Those like you have a better argument for saying these uneven sentences are as a result of a politicized judicial system, whatever. But this shit again is just nonsense because they need the narrative of we of are the oppressed people who were able to fly in on private jets uh, <laughs> to the Capitol and fuck shit up. Of course. All right, let's talk about, you know, now that we are facing extinction level climate change, pollution, uh, just an end to any sort of normal as we know it, uh, people are starting to take some big swings in the in the world of science. <laughs> yeah. And uh, one such big swing is basically slightly more boring Jurassic Park. There's a new venture called Colossal. Yeah. Which is... What's the other thing that they made? Another, it's like very big or extremely big. Hypergiant. Hypergiant. Yeah. yeah, that's the other thing. Yeah. yeah, this. So two, a guy with money and a guy with ideas want to bring the woolly mammoth back from extinction. Hey. And you're like, great, great. We need. Thank you. So thank you for being brave right now and and making sure we bring back the a fucking creature I've no one has seen with their their bare eyes. Mm. But. Yes, this guy, Ben Lamb, he's the one who is like the tech guy. He said he's putting it like he's got like a, they got a $15 million seed round. But his other past projects have been, like you said, hyper giant industries, which, you know, they said, among other things, trying to launch satellites to search for UFOs on Earth. OK, so you like to you like to really get you like to really ask and answer the tough questions. Search uh-huh. for UFOs on Earth. That's yeah. uh yeah, that sends it in a very specific direction, not like signs of extra terrestrial life no, like where and, it's like yeah. we found a bacteria on this asteroid. It's uh they're looking for landing spots of UFOs on Earth. Yeah. Huh. I and mean, if you remember the UFO his... didn't even have to be that deep. It's like what is under that blanket? It is an unidentified <laughs> flying up. Yeah. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> there's like i mean if you remember when he launched a uh, hypergiant industries people were like this is just sci-fi fantasy stuff and he says absolutely not we absolutely respect the work that's being done by the men in black and we will make sure that our work does not <laughs> uh cover the same ground it will not be redundant that's a joke maggie okay um, <laughs> i was like i'm gonna email this fool right no. now <laughs> pop right back in the frame um but like so then 
He is there. The whole thing, this operation is described as a, quote, breakthrough bioscience and genetic engineering company that is, accept, that is, quote, accepting humanity's duty to restore Earth to a healthier state while also solving for the future economies and biological necessities of the human condition through cutting edge science and technologies. Which brings me to what does the woolly mammoth have to do with this mandate you have given yourself? Right. Because uh, the man who's behind it, this Harvard geneticist, George Church, he's pretty much saying that they will there's a global warming aspect to it. Like, because not only has he they've, they said they've mapped a lot of the genetic sequence for the woolly mammoth based on like, you know, a, a, a carcass they pulled out of the permafrost in Siberia. But they like they know, like if I, I don't know, they seem confident that they could bring this to life. But he says. It's a game changer because if you bring the re returning the extinct species to the original habitats will, quote, revitalize lost ecosystems for a healthier planet, bringing back the Arctic grasslands. And it will slow the melting of permafrost storing and the permafrost storing gases like carbon and methane. That doesn't even track. Does he? He's just not familiar. With, like, so when an animal eats grass, they don't put grass back on to the grass just the falls out of their asshole, Jack. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. And it repopulates the grasslands. Uh huh. Uh -huh. <laughs> Why? Wow, what are you he's trying to say? Something the, about their farts? He's just got the arrow wrong. The times arrow uh, a little bit mixed up, but that's all right. You know, he's heady. He's stuff. been he's been a controversial figure. Apparently, in this article, they're saying like a few years ago, he claimed to have been real close to a breakthrough with this like elephant mammoth hybrid, and like other geneticists are like. Don't listen to this fool. It was like the, <laughs> the the tone of like the response of other geneticists seemed to almost be like, motherfucker, you know, and I know that that shit ain't about to happen was right. basically like what the rest of the science community said. But granted, he's you know, he also had some other like just interesting takes on technology. What if he yeah, just brings so out the snuffleupagus and that was what he planned? <laughs> <laughs> Elephant hybrid. <laughs> Yeah, he's like, I never said it was going to be organic. I'm just right. saying conceptually. <laughs> and they're like, well, this then, is all just a big viral campaign for Snuffy for, to like for Henson be... for the Henson Studio. Yeah, reboot <laughs> Snuffy. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, I think that's why a lot of people are like, sort of look at this and scratching their heads because de-extinction, you know, it seems to already be a controversial topic in science because it's like, well, they're unfortunately that was the destiny of this species; it died out because that's how the earth ended up. It just wasn't a pleasant environment and they died out. And to try and sort of repopulate the earth with gigantic prehistoric beings, I'm just not, I'm like, part of me is like, I think that's fun. Like from a Jurassic Park, as a Jurassic Park fan, I'm like, cool. But like, don't serve me this other shit of like, this is, this is our ticket off this fucking climate mess. No, like no one knows how to take care of them. No one knows how to, like, domesticate them. So you just have some giant wild beasts running around trampling people and all kinds of things. And, like, <laughs> didn't these, didn't they die during, like, a global warming situation? Like, so are yeah, you just trying to what, bring them back question. to die in Chris? global warming with the Internet? Now right. that their habitat, now that their natural habitat is a handful of really large zoos throughout the Western world and a single piece of ice in the North Pole, we're going to bring them back. And yeah, like it's it seems like we're getting less and less habitable to them. But, yeah, I'm starting to think this is going to be like a revolutionary team up between 
uh, Henson Studios and Latisse, the new Snuffleupagus uh, <laughs> eyelash, eyelash, extender. eyelash extenders. Yeah, that's that's a soft pitch for that product. Yeah, because I've always been impressed by Snuffy's uh, eyelashes. I feel like yeah, if that doesn't wow. happen, it's going to be a team up between them and like Omaha Steaks because that's not going <laughs> oh, to be a yeah. sustainable thing. They're just going to cut them up and be like, this is the new Neil guy. Right. <laughs> Can you Mammoth imagine? burger. Yeah. <laughs> the colossal. And then, yeah. and then, yeah, like this, this sort of experiment just turns into another fucked up, like hyper consumer luxury good. We're like, oh, y'all not eating mammoth burgers. Mm. Oh, okay. Y'all broke over there. <laughs> <laughs> Pull up, fuck chinchilla, baby. We rock mammoth skins. <laughs> Nothing but the best. Let's go through and a drive they're like, Yeah, yeah. They're like, we didn't, we didn't know what to do with all these mammoths that we created. But I don't know. I mean, I'm, and it's like funny because on one level, I'm excited to know that you know people, there's like technology is advancing. Then we just get into these larger moral arguments and like what is doable, what should be done, what should not be done. So, you know, part of me is like, okay, look, can you bring back my my pet Lucky, my first dog I had when I was a little kid? Can we do that? They are doing that, actually. I know, yeah. It costs like yeah. 50 grand. Mm. Just too much. Mm. Yeah. It's true, Maggie. I know you said, what the fuck? Yeah. You, you, around 50K, you can you can bring your pets back, apparently. Like, and Barbara uh, Streisand has yeah, been Barbara. doing it for a while. Just like perpetually reviving a dog that she really loved, which seems wild hey, that man. is the first she couple kept... ones a little rough you know what i mean first couple <laughs> copies you know hey wasn't sure you know, what to do with them still but, figuring things out they yeah. had to use that frog dna like in uh jurassic, jurassic park, park. They it's all got out of i feel like if you have to keep reviving it that dog doesn't want to be here <laughs> well <laughs> doing the yeah. same thing they're reviving it by cloning it and just like having pu- a puppy version just like yeah. repeating the life cycle like it's a fucking song that you really like on repeat just like and let's take that back to the beginning until she when gets you clone it, it it's got all of the old like all the old stuff so it still has like all of the old like it, it's still like an old dog but like in puppy body no, I mean, it's just like the genetic material that they can then create an embryo that will come out. And th- I mean, the biggest difference is like, how are the environmental factors going to affect like the personality traits that I guess right. come out of it? I don't right. know, man. Look, she got a ton of fucking dogs and she got a fake ass McDonald's at her house. So, <laughs> <laughs> And let's talk about Chris Wallace real quick. Oh, he interviewed uh, Nebraska Governor Pete Ricketts. Pete Ricketts. Yep. There he is, Pete. <laughs> about you know his stance on the vaccine and he brought up what seems like a pretty straightforward question that i'd i'd assume every single person who has ever questioned vaccine mandates would ask themselves this yeah would ask themselves like this would be the first thing like what's the difference between this and the other vaccines that are mandated already well this is yeah this is the common ailment of the modern Republican politician or in this age, which is like having to be so deep in your own self-delusion plus mental gymnastics to try and rationalize how you aren't just a completely just like manifested walking contradiction. Mm. And, you know, he said in before in the top of this interview goes like, look, man, I've been I'm not against vaccines. OK, I've, I've said that they work. I know that they're safe. So, you know, it's, it's just about like kind of, you know, who do people trust? And then that's where Chris Wallace is like, Governor Ricketts, I'm about to put a graphic up. These are all the vaccines that you mandate in the state of Nebraska for someone to go to school. 
he's like, so uh, pertussis, measles, mumps, rubella, hep B, chicken pox. And he's like, so family, why don't you have the same energy for these vaccines? <laughs> and this is his answer. And he tries very good to be like, oh, you didn't catch me. You didn't catch me off guard with this. I'll just give a non-answer. Are those mandates that parents in your state must comply with and do comply with routinely, why is it that they're not so objectionable and such a violation of personal freedom, but Biden's vaccine mandates are? Well, for all those that you just listed, there's a long history that parents have had the opportunity to see how those things have been implemented. And there's still a lot of people out there who don't know what to trust. And in fact, this is really an outcome of what the CDC has done because they flip-flopped on so many issues, whether it's masks or whether you have to mask after you've been vaccinated and so forth. There's just a lot of people out there who don't know who to trust right now. And so by having the government force it on, you're not building the trust where we have the trust with those other vaccines. This is a process that's going to take time to bring people along, and that's why it should be a personal choice and not something mandated by the government. But, but Okay, so he goes on, and he'll never give a satisfying answer because the truth is he's not even sure why no. they're okay yeah. with that one. But he found a clever thing, which was optics. And, yeah, and if, you're a, uh, if you truly want to believe this version of the reality you're experiencing, which is uh, the vaccines are bad, that, yeah, it's like, well, they've been around long enough. It's time. Time is the thing that mm -hmm. is, you know, blah, blah, blah. So he's not even saying they're unsafe, right? And he keeps going back to this argument that just people are unsure. They don't right. know who to trust. Right. Okay. Well, the, well, what do you do? Because right now it's the, the plan seems to be, okay, just let the pandemic rage on. Um, he's like, but also like we have to hold hands with the people whose only news source is a Facebook group. Right. Like, so, but my question to all of this is, what the fuck is your solution then? Right. If you are a fucking leader, I don't care if you're a Republican yeah, or a Democrat, you're a fucking leader. Right. Yeah. So fucking come up with a solution. Don't just say people are just unsure. And yeah. so you you up top, you said that you believe the vaccine was safe. You believe that it works. Is that true? I'm pretty sure it is on some level because we've seen how I know that. But, right. uh, you know, as for these but, people who I lead for a living for my job, how are they supposed to know that? Right. And the thing is, I can't offer a solution because then that would solve the problem and we would have nothing to push back against because as a default, the Republicans are now just we cape for the corporations as much as Democrats. But we do it in a way that's very straightforward and then we'll wrap it in a liberty argument mm -hmm. so it gets enough people fired up. Yeah. And mm -hmm. that's why I'm just like, what? I, I wish more people would just pivot an interview like that and say, OK, then what's the solution? Right. If you're diagnosing all of these reasons why people are. So if you say the CDC, then how would you speak to them? Do you yourself want everyone to be vaccinated? But they'll never say that part. You know what I mean? Mm. It always has to be, you know, that's why this thing should be a personal choice. Until right. when? Mm. You see, it's it's never a situation of like it. They always put it like, oh, well, people don't know what to believe. The CDC keeps flip-flopping and this and that and that and this. And it's like no one is – It's it, that kind of thing just strokes somebody's God complex of like, if I don't understand it, it's not real and it's not true. It's There's mm. never a thing of like, yeah, things are going to be different when we find new information. This virus didn't come with a warning label or with a nutritional sticker on it or anything like 
you're watching science happen, like we're going to find new things and we're going to pivot. It's never that messaging. It's always, well, they keep hearing a bunch of different things and they're in two different Facebook groups and they have conflicting information from those. So we just don't know what to believe. And we're going to give parents autonomy, which is a terrifying kind of a thing, because like uh, just right. the, just the argument of like, well, I don't understand it is like. Well, you don't understand okay, Cheetos and you right. still eat them. Mm. Yeah. Like you don't Every, understand a lot. Like so many people right. who failed math, failed science are like, well, I don't get it. So it's not true. And it's like, you don't get a lot. Right. You know? Right. It's like, I don't, I don't understand math. So when, when I look at my bank account, it says negative something. Pff, mm. I don't know what that means. What is that <laughs> math? Well, I don't understand math. So please don't, don't uh, encumber me with your rigid dedication to this thing you call mathematics, please. Yeah. Now give me my $500 I would like right now. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what overdrawn means. I'm not an illustrator. Please. <laughs> I do not, I do not agree with these things. And yeah, we're, that's why I'm just like, there. I, I feel like Democrats really just need to be pointing at them if they want as a strategy, like, watch this. They're not going to suggest a fucking thing to solve the problem. Mm-hmm. Right. That's it. Just so you know, the only solution, the only solution they have is just to say no to yeah. any idea other people have. That's not leading. That's just yeah. you a drunk asshole at a bar who's buttoning on a conversation. You had nothing to do with like, oh, what do you guys know about house music? I'm like, what mm-hmm. the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Then. Please get away. <laughs> but this is the thing. I mean, like, that's why I would just you'd, you'd hope that on some. I don't know. That's I think where uh, the, the real sinister kind of want to be fascist is going to be able to talk like that oh yeah yeah you know what i mean and it's oh, not yeah. just going to be like oh yeah well you know we can't do that it's like no what we actually need to be doing is this and this and this that, that and the other but right now i think it's because everything has been so caught up in this like back and forth culture war nonsense that even something this simple because chris wallace even said he even tried to present it to pete ricketts like i mean like look if you think about it this is a vaccine that works i mean president trump had a lot to do with it happening i mean like it started with his administration and mm-hmm. it works it's been tested well, what's the problem and he was still just like people aren't sure <laughs> well then as a leader wouldn't you say hey you can trust me if you said they don't know who to trust can they trust you right and are you what would you say mm-hmm. if they trust you that mm-hmm. seems so, like a very mm-hmm. obvious follow-up. Yeah. Um, I don't know. What do I know? What do we know? I'm just trying to make people feel smart for being stupid. <laughs> you know? Yeah. That's well, again, it goes back it. to the thing. We don't know. Americans don't know how to check themselves. You right. know, like, because we have so many people, like, this whole thing is like, I don't know if Joe Biden should have scolded these people. Well, look mm. how many people passed away. Yeah, and think right. of the people that are, especially, man, frontline healthcare workers. The mental health crisis that they're experiencing from like wanting to help people and just seeing ambulance after ambulance or patient after patient of someone who's like, I didn't look after my own health and like now I'm in a really bad way. And also like, give me this medicine that isn't FDA approved. And also I won't be vaccinated, but also please, can I not die? Can I look yeah. you in your eyes as I'm dying and say, help me? Like that yeah. shit is the ones who traumatic. beg for the vaccine on their deathbeds. Like, yeah, I've been reading so much where like, you finally get them to want to do what they should do. And it's like it's so late. painfully too late that like, yeah, hits you right in the gut. Yeah. Yeah. And I unnecessary. And, uh, again, yeah. And I think that's the thing is that this whole thing was just they thought they could create a sentiment within the country that could just ignore the like massive amount of like preventable death that's occurring. 
I think that was really their only plan. I was like, I don't know, let's just get our heads down and then maybe people will stop caring about it. But this is a problem that's unlike the, no- the problems they usually like to get involved in, which would be like fighting wars and shit. Yeah. And because this is a completely different one that requires people to actually do what's best for each other, they found themselves completely out of sorts. It's like, well, fuck it, man. Like, let's hope people aren't getting, can get over the amount of people that are dying. Yeah. Yeah. It's straight up a death cult at this point. The the right, a prominent anti-masker and anti-vaxxer who was known for wearing a uh, Zorro mask yeah. to uh, Staples passed away over the weekend, Veronica Wolski. And the hospital, like, had to be evacuated a couple of times because people were phoning in bomb threats and trying because she was being treated with, like, ivermectin or, you know, whatever the people who, as Miles said, get their news from Facebook groups were telling the doc, demanding the doctors treat her with. So, you know. They don't know who to trust, but they know what the dosage and treatment ought to be. Right. (laughs) That's Right. right. Yep. That's why I mean again, like it just I think it's just revealing so much about the human psyche too, as especially as it relates to Americans. I mean, like so much of this is about unwilling to embrace the unknown. Yes. Because for those people, the only control they can exert is to not get vaccinated. Yes. After that, I think to them it's such a dice roll, whether they believe it's a scientific dice roll or maybe they're just full on some other shit and they'll never get it anyway. But there's just it's like it's just human nature. We have we have to know what's going to happen. And when we don't, we get very anxious. That's just our human nature. Like whenever we're in situations where things are uncertain, it can cause a lot of anxiety and stress. And especially as it relates to something like this, it, that requires people to trust that it just shows that there's like limits to that. And in this case, people think they're going to they feel safer by not doing it, even though the results are to the, you know, they're getting the, the counter result yeah. um, that they thought they would. And we did have this during the 1911 pandemic. It was less sort of incendiary because there was not social media, but there was a big resistance to getting the vaccine. And they had to go door to door to make sure people got the vaccine. And ultimately, they won that battle. But it remains to be seen whether we will be able to win that battle in a world that does have Facebook. Mm -hmm. That really, like, it seems... I feel like it's getting passe and also like it's just boring to keep being like social media is evil. But it really like I mean that all these stories that we're talking about, like you keep coming back to the fact that the problem would be solved if there weren't, you know, people lying, passing off lies as as facts on social media. Yeah, well, because Facebook kind of gives people legitimacy in that sense. It's one thing if it's like a back as Hey, back in our day, we remember the early internet where some wacky shit, it was like on a GeoCities website and you looked at it, you're like, this is trash. I can tell by looking at it. Right. This is nothing is real on this page. Nothing. But Facebook, I think, lends a certain veneer of like validity to a lot of those things because of the formatting and things like that, that there's like a lot of presentational graphic things that I think are that kind of bolster this shit. And tomorrow, actually, we'll talk about, because this this article just came out, the Washington Post found out, like, Facebook has, like, this whole plat, like, this whole program where there are, like, certain users that are, they can violate the the user guidelines. Mm. And they'll keep them there because they're prominent uh, profiles. Right. So, you know, we'll, we'll do a little, we'll talk a little bit more about that. But, yeah, there's, 
there's many things that are consciously happening too that kind of keep these, you know, ecosystems humming. Mm. All right, let's take a quick break and we'll be right back. And we're back. I wanted to just talk really briefly about, I think we tend to talk about uh, food mashups that even when they sound like a bad idea, like, uh, you know, Guy Fieri's apple pie hot dog. Uh, usually buffer ranch sauce. Buffer ranch. I bought know, that or, shit over the weekend. I'm sorry, y'all. Shit is a fucking nightmare. It tastes like straight <laughs> garbage. Oh, really? Yes. It's so fucking bad. I can't even, like... Buffalo cheese would actually be good. I exactly. Like. But here's the, so I, I got some and then uh, Her Majesty were eating and she's like, she tried it and she said, this is bad. I said, no, it's not. And <laughs> no. then I kept eating it for like three more bites. And I'm like, it's fucking bad. It's fucking that fake butter, chemical like butter flavor as that you they like insist. force it down. <laughs> I'm like, what are you talking about? <laughs> I love it. Uh, let me get that cup real quick. <laughs> oh yeah, I'm gonna finish it. Don't worry. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love it. <laughs> just taking each bite like a pill. Just yeah, I mean, because I love, I love the idea, but uh, sorry, it's that it, it's a big divide. I hate to hijack another thing, but with the butter, the over butterfication of like what people call buffalo sauce, mm. I can just taste it. It tastes like margarine or something fake, and it just uh, rubs me the wrong way. Anyway, yeah, I completely derailed this. The okay, so the. This is a food mashup that sounds like an even worse idea than what you were just describing, which already oh, no. sounds like a bad idea. Like I think somebody just needs to be at the concept stage, like okaying or not okaying, because we're never, we're almost never surprised. I guess the guy Fietti thing was somewhat surprising, but because it was him, he would have gotten it made one way or another. <laughs> uh, Doritos Locos Tacos were like, yes, of course, brilliant idea. Mm-hmm. Well done. And then we have a trio of cheeses recently introduced by Aldi, the grocery line. Um, And this is a line of cocktail-flavored cheeses, including a piña colada-flavored cheese. That's literally what the label says. It's not like cheddar with hints of piña colada. It says piña colada-flavored cheese. I can't. For when you want a drink, but you want the texture of cheese. Right. I mean, I think they are like the, there was one step that where they took the right step and then like 30 where they took the wrong one. So like Doritos <laughs> Locos Taco, they were like, OK, people like tacos, people like Doritos and also the same people like those things. People like Taco Bell tacos and Doritos who are stoned. Let's combine those things. They had the thought people who like cheese also like alcohol now almost always it's wine that that pairs nicely with cheese but they were they just stopped at alcohol and were like all right i got it let's let's give them say less peach bellini flavored cheese Mm -hmm. uh which is another one that it's a havarti aged havarti yeah with a pineapple flavor i again i don't even know the conceptually I have where this could ever get a green light aside from I think Jack your thing is like they just like had a Venn diagram in front of them they're like wine cheese charcuterie board overlap maybe that that's where we combine the flavors to be like alcohol adjacent but I still no one asked for this 
This mm. isn't a trend in as far as I can tell in the food world. So what the fuck is it? What are, I, what are I have we doing? a question. Does the article say if the cheese gets you drunk? It does not get you it does drunk. Not. Okay. So why are we here? <laughs> the results of the article. So this is from the takeout who oh. practically gave a reheated mail carrier delivered Guy Fieri apple pie hot dog, a Michelin star. Like they were into that shit big. Mm. They gave a review of this and at the risk of being too flowery, they said it was fucking gross. <laughs> which is, I think, exactly what you would expect. Um, and yeah, so like, I I don't know how it happened. I don't know how. So I, I don't know how it got past the idea stage. I don't know how it got from the idea stage to the production stage. And I sure as hell don't know how it, you taste it. It tastes like exactly what you expect, which is like bad. And then you're like, ship it. Let's get let's get these uh, right. babies on the shelves. It's like, oh, hey, have you ever wanted to drink a pina colada through a 40 year old gym sock? Well, <laughs> now you can with yeah. this cheese. Like, what the fuck? Like, there's nothing. Su- everything is like like oppositional to each other, like on a flavor profile. I'm like, this isn't even. Uh, well, I mean, I, I there's an Aldi up the street. I guess I can go. There you go. I hate myself enough. Go eat a big chunk of. Dude, the way they said the peach bellini and pina colada cheeses crumbled like sandcastles when sliced. I can already just see they keep talking, likening it to chalk and shit and drywall. So, yeah. So who is behind this? Is this the same dude that's doing the snuffleupagus shit? Because it sounds up his (laughs) alley. Yeah, I know. Sounds like there is a evil genius out there that's just like bad idea, man. He's got a hand in the funding, I bet you. Yeah. yeah, got the hand in the fondue. <laughs> <laughs> that's his bat. That's his weapons. Is he like has his hands like, like the guy cheese. from uh, from Kickboxer who like puts his fists in like wax and broken glass. He does <laughs> it fondue, with, like, fondue and like crackers. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and fondue shattered fondue sticks. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit. And one kind of quick story that is getting reported a lot, and I just want to like put people's minds at ease that they can stop paying attention to it, is uh, all the Bill Cosby comeback stories. There, there was a, you know, it was being reported Bill Cosby's working on a TV show following prison release. As he was about to get released, they were talking about how he was going to do a reunion tour with himself i guess like the, <laughs> the cosby's back reunited um, with freedom yeah and uh Weren't they trying to argue he was too frail for jail oh yeah yeah, hey, yeah. not a motherfucking coast to coast stand up tour <laughs> okay all right all of these stories uh our, our writer jay mcnab was pointing out all these stories when you trace them back all come from cosby's pr guy andrew wyatt who claims that things are happening and Cosby is, with regards to the TV show, is spending time on the phone working on a number of projects, including a television show he has in the works, but nothing ever comes of any of the things that he has announced. He, mm. after the stand-up comedy tour, like weeks later, they were like, actually, we're going to have to cancel that because... uh He's being sued in civil court for sexual assault. And we just like don't have the have the time to do that. But of course, it, 
could also be that nobody was interested in booking him since there wasn't a single date booked when they canceled the tour. And is he lying to Bill Cosby? (laughs) Andrew Wyatt. Yeah, that's a great question. It sounds like he's trying to like just grift off his name or something. Like, does he say that and then can secure other money? Because it's like, I can't imagine he's a big Bill Cosby fan. And this is his thing being like, oh, you're going to love it. We got a tour. We got a TV show. Yeah. Cheese. uh, (laughs) Everything. Like, Jello pudding pop flavor. Yeah, like cheese. what the fuck is it? I don't um, understand who, what the end game is. He's previously claimed that Cosby was working on a five part documentary about his life and legacy with Lionsgate, which actually was true. And Lionsgate took that opportunity to pull the plug on the documentary. And then Wyatt, when reached for comment on that one, was like, no, false. <laughs> he's still going forward. <laughs> Yeah. So oh, he's Lionsgate. Been... I never heard of them. Or <laughs> like a big production company, one of the biggest. I don't know. They're, uh, come on, who are you going to trust? Me or <laughs> the guy who lies all the time or yeah. these people? He's also compared uh, Cosby's arrest to the persecution of Jesus, oh uh, called the conviction of Harvey Weinstein a sad day in the American judicial system, even though he's not a client. I, I think that's the business that he's going after, though. Right. Just caping for the trash, trash yeah. males mm-hmm. of of the earth yeah okay um Mm. but people can stop paying attention and journalists obviously should stop writing it but it was fox news so what are you gonna do right fox news is rebooting cops which we'll be talking about in coming days uh fox news is rebooting cops you got it that is like the fuck fox like cops there's gonna be a new cops that's just on fox news yep yeah just full-on white supremacy tv yeah cops are already copaganda what the right. fuck is the Fox News version going to be? Like, right. they're probably going to just straight up set people up on camera. Absolutely. <laughs> right. And then their viewers are going to be like, well, he shouldn't have he shouldn't have been a, he shouldn't have gotten pulled over. And then maybe that cop didn't have to put that heroin in his trunk. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> Maggie, as always, such a pleasure having Thank you. Thank you for having uh, me. I always have so much fun. Where can people find you and follow you? So I'm on Instagram, Facebook. TikTok, the whole nine under Maggie May, haha, and May is spelled M A Y E. So Maggie, normal spelled yeah, yeah. M A Y E, haha, normal spelled. And is there a tweet or some of the work of social media you've been enjoying? Yes, very much. There, it's really hard to distill it down, but one of my favorite ones that I have seen recently uh, from my friend Paul Danke. He has a tweet that said, sorry, bro, if you don't want me to chat you up, you shouldn't be driving a mid-80s forerunner. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> okay, Yoda And I like that energy. Here. I like that energy. Yeah. yeah. Miles, where can people find you? What's the tweet you've been enjoying? Uh, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Miles of Gray. Also, the other podcast with Sophia Alexandra, 420 Day Fiance. If you like 90 days, stop by because we're talking 90 Day Fiance nonstop there. Uh, tweet that I like. And I just fucking, I, this shit just spoke to my fucking soul. The, it's an image where someone is holding like a throwback canister of Vip, Vicks Vapor Rub. Like, if y'all saw this, you'd be like, I know this. Here, I'll just show you. Remember when it used to look like this? Oh, damn. Yeah. Okay. Rhett so then uh, Heather Chacon at Wicked 
Tread tweeted, my son has been sick, not COVID, and shout out to my mom who loaned us the same pot of Vicks she used to use on me growing up. Expiration date, January 1987. Let's wow. go. <laughs> Hell yes. Fuck yeah. Anybody who has parents who hold on to shit oh, for dear man. life, that just fucking made my heart sing. <laughs> fucking January 87. 87, baby. It's vintage. Wow. <laughs> You never Vintage know when product. you're They don't yeah. make it like they used to, like that. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Like pre-band for loco. <laughs> 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 Let's see. Some tweets I've been enjoying. James Third Comedy tweeted, What if a man had feelings? Uh, and attributed that statement to an entire genre of cinema. And then <laughs> at Zero Suit Camus tweeted, Business school sounds so made up. It's what a kindergartner would say if you ask them where dads go all day. Uh, I agree. As somebody with a lot of friends who went to business school. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Jack underscore O'Brien. You can find us on Twitter at Daily Zeitgeist. We're at The Daily Zeitgeist on Instagram. We have a Facebook fan page and a website, DailyZeitgeist.com, where we post our episodes and our footnotes. Footnotes where we link off to the information that we talked about in today's episode, as well as a song that we think you're going to enjoy. Miles, what song do we think people will enjoy on this fine Tuesday morn? This fine Tuesday uh, calls for some, you know, sort of like new neo-soul kind of uh, new R&B kind of vibes from a Canadian-Nigerian artist named Toby, T-O-B-I. And this track, it was just, it's just super funky. And again, it's just, it's, it's an easy one to listen to. And it's called Off the Drugs. Uh, so this is Off the Drugs by Toby. All right. Well, The Daily Zeitgeist is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. That is going to do it for us this morning. But we are back this afternoon to tell you what is trending. And we will talk to you all then. Bye. 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 